How are you doing? We are blessed. blessed. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, we will take reflection. Reflection from last week, please. I'll go. Um, I'll go, uh, Dr. Corey. All right, go on, please. With what I have. Uh, last week, um, we look at Abraham. Uh, we continue to look at Abraham, um, salvation as compassion. And um, Abraham had challenges, as you said, but it's because of his faithfulness and honesty, his challenges did not consume him. We saw how God continued to relate to Abraham. Abraham chose a dry land, but it was successful. Uh, the time we go through delay, uh, but delay is not always denial. You know, Lot had Lot had chose the play, the most beautiful place, but the place that he chose did not have the blessing, even though it was beautiful. You look at uh, First Samuel's uh, two, and you read from verse twenty-two. And he said, um, oftentimes we have need and go to God in prayer. And it seems like nothing is happening. You know, it seems like heaven is uh, surrounded by brass. It seems like, you know, heaven is shut up. But, uh, you know, we have to just continue uh, trusting in God. And, um, you know, we may feel alone at times, you know, when we are going through our challenges. We may feel rejected. But that's when, when we are going through our intercession. But uh, we have to just know that God, you know, hear us, you know, when we cry unto him. And he also look at our honesty and sincerity. You talk about our whoredom, which is a spiritual prostitution, where we believe that our doings uh, is something, you know, for God. We are doing it for God. But we are actually not doing it for God, but we're doing it for ourselves. Abraham had not seen anyone going through what he was going through because Abraham was feeling uh, lonely and rejected. And you said uh, one of the challenges that he was faced with was that he didn't have a child of his own, you know? So he, he had to, uh, you know, is, he had to, uh, uh, Lot was his nephew and he had to, you know, pray him through. He had to take care of Lot. He had to pray over it. He had to intercede for Lot. As his own child we don't go to a place of promotion without challenges we don't go through promotion without trials we must go through the valley before elevation you ask the question why jacob had to go through what he was going through or why did god smote him and uh that he he had to walk with a limp you know at time you know what we are going through we don't know why we are going through but god knows you know, why he allow us to go through what we go through. Leah was not the one Jacob was to marry, but she became the high priest. When Eli's sons were misbehaving, God sent another prophet, a prophet to warn them. But Eli, you know, he didn't do anything about it. You know, then the judgment came. You see, a whore is a person that not, that's not stable with God. 
A prostitute, a harlot, and a whore are all in the same category. When Anna was interceding, she stood in the temple and she interceded. She asked for a man child to stand in the gap for Israel. And uh, she got Samuel, who, you know, Samuel stood in the gap for Israel. I remember when, um, you know, when we read the Bible and we look back at uh, Eli and his sons and we look at uh, Samuel, uh, because he were, Eli didn't, you know, discipline his son, then um, even though he was a priest, then, you know, the Lord starts speaking to Samuel, you know, and um, he, he told Samuel what he was about to do, even in Eli's household. He said, may our sincerity not die, but plead for mercy for Jesus' sake. In the place of intercession, we must be stable so that when our children does something wrong, you know, God will not fail us because of our children's wrongdoing. There came a time, there came one woman with barrenness of the womb interceding for Israel. That was, uh, that was Hannah. She interceded for Israel and she got a man child. She asked God for a man child, but in doing God work, God blessed her with a man child that she was asking for. Why is your prayer not being answered? You ask, why is our marriage delay? Why is our pregnancy delay? The witches, Moses, you, you, you talk about Moses, that, you know, the witches knew what he was called to do. He was, uh, you know, he was called because of what was happening in Israel at the time. He was called as a deliverer. And the witches and the warlocks and the, you know, the Sotia they knew about it. So they tried to kill Moses. Uh, this went on to say they, uh, the devil did not want Gomer to be salvation has come. Uh, because the devil did not want uh, Gomer to be salvation has come. And um, you said so every prophecy. Gomer is redemption has come. Rede sorry, sorry, Dr. Point. Okay, thank you for the correction, Dr. Body. The, the devil, okay. The devil did not want Gomer to be redemption has come. Uh, he said, every prophecy is not for today. You know, we receive prophecy for, to, you know, when we receive prophecy, everything of a time and a season. And our timing is not God timing. The wind will blow the tree, but the tree will not fall. The trial of our faith in God, that represents the trial of our faith in God. You know, even though we go to trial, go through trial, God will not allow us to fall. So we must be careful of how bitter we are, when, especially when we go into intercession. We must be careful of how angry we are when we receive prophecy, because sometimes, you know, we receive prophetic word and instead of going back to God or, you know, asking for his help or, you know, seeking wise counseling, sometimes we get bitter, we get angry. It causes a lot of people to walk away from church, not knowing that we're not only walking away from church, but instead we are walking away from God himself. You know, when we go into intercession, make sure our heart is clean. When you talk about destiny, it's not one person's life, but it is a number of people fulfilled in, in different places. 
that when we go into session, into intercession and when we are praying, we're not just praying for ourselves or for our, our immediate family. Instead, we are praying for several, you know, family, you know. When we are having trouble, it's because the enemy is seeing our destiny. When the enemy sees our destiny, they will try to, you know, eject us from our destiny or try to deter us from our destiny. We will not walk in our destiny and we will not fulfill our destiny. But that's when we have to press on. We have to look to God. We have to hold on. You know, there, um, one songwriter say, hold on to Jesus and ride out your storm. But there's a lot of work that goes into forgiveness. And when Abraham was crying for Lot, he didn't know he was preserving salvation. And I'll stop there, Dr. Paul. Thank you. Shall we all appreciate uh, Evangelist Sarah? Who else? Who else to give us? Uh... Um, I'll say something. Um, you told us last week that um, when the time come for Lot and Abraham to choose a place to dwell, Lot quickly mm -hmm. chose the area that seems beautiful, but um, in the room, it was not to be a place of blessing. You said that many times we have a need and we will pray about that need. And for some reason, things do not happen as we desire or as quickly as we desire it. And many times we become discouraged and disheartened. You said that in the place of intercession, God looks at our sincerity and that could determine our prayer is answered. So there are times when we do provoke God to anger and that also affects the, um, the, the response to prayer. You said that boredom is when we are doing things that seem righteous to us, but we are actually coming against God. And you told us that the Lord told Abraham that whatever he's doing, he should do it trusting God. So therefore, just doing something without trusting God is we're really working against ourselves. We saw where Joseph went through much challenge in his journey. But we also saw that Joseph's pain did not mean that God was not with him. We also saw where Abraham also went through his own pain and suffering. You reminded us that there is no promotion without a trial. So there are some times that we were given very great test, um, prophecies or um, we received very great um, word and it's like everything is going against what the word says or what the prophecy said. It doesn't mean that God is not with us. It doesn't mean that God have not, does not remember his word concerning us, but he said there's no promotion without a trial. So even though Abraham was chosen by God, he also faced his own trials, his, his own challenges. So, I mean, once we, we become children of God, a lot of times we think that our life should be just 
easy free, but it's not to be like that. You also say that Jacob also went through much suffering. And Jacob, he had to serve his uncle under much duress before he was able to possess his own possession. Jacob, he had to sleep on a stone. He fought with an angel. He got his hip injured in the fight. He was cheated of his true love. He had to work 21 years for his true love, three times over what he had decided. He was called a thief. After laboring for his uncle, even his uncle um, robbed him. So many times, even though our path seems to be set out straight, there's just so many other things that comes into it that could really um, discourage us and cause us to give up. But um, as you said, when God speaks, we need to go back to God when we find challenges. When things are not going the way we want it to go, we have to go back to God. When we, when we know that God has spoken, we have to go back to God. When we begin to doubt what God has said, we still need to go back to God. So the important is always to go back to God when challenges come. We saw where Eli's children was using different type of evil um, in the church. And so, it, and so Eli was very disheartened. And even though he corrected his children, um, they did not heed to the correction. The Lord sent um, other warnings to them. They still did not heed to the, to the warnings and they become ashamed unto their own father. We also saw where Hannah, who was, who was seemingly barren, was very disheartened, very unhappy, very discouraged because she was childless. And those around her didn't make it any better for her because they continually mocked her. But Hannah trusted God to bring forth a blessing unto her. And so she spent much time in the temple crying for a male child, a child that would stand in the gap for Israel and God heard her cry. The one thing I understood from the trials of Joseph and Abraham and Jacob and even Eli, we realized that as leaders in the church with children, many times the enemy targets our children and many times our children falls prey to the enemy. Um, sometimes it's because of pride. Sometimes it's because of um, bad influence. Um, but it would seem as if the children of leaders are always targeted by the enemy. And if um, we're not going back to God, if we're not seeking the face of God, then you know they can really turn out to be can really turn out to be a very bad situation. So from this, we realize that as leaders, we have to consistently be watchful over our children, um, seeking God more over our children, and let our children also come into the knowledge of God for themselves. 
which is also very important. They have to know God for themselves. They have to know how to seek God for themselves. And they have to understand who God is for themselves. So this is a, a great teaching. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Shall we praise the Lord for Reverend Athia? Thank you. Thank you. Any other before I, I go on? Um, Sister Adeline, I'll just add a little bit to what you've said. You also, good evening, everyone. Good evening. You also um, referred us to um, to First Samuel verse two, to, um, verse two, um, twenty to twenty-two, chapter twenty-two, and then you also no, um, First Samuel chapter two, verse two, 22. verse twenty-two. Um, you you refer us to that, and then you also told us to that all what all that glitters is not gold. Like from what we saw, what happened to Abraham and his nephew, where he chose a beautiful land, and Abraham chose a bed, um, a sandy and uh, unfertile land, but it became fertile and became um, the best land so far. And um, you spoke about um, that when we, there's nobody on earth that, Abraham also had his own challenges, but he stood firm with God and never gave up. So we should learn a lesson from that, that um, whenever you are down, don't give up because you must have downtime and then you have, you'll be lifted up. Then you tell us a story about a lady who um, oh, had everything, had a good career, and um, she had a good career, but everybody, all her friends, they were married and had kids, and when they were going for like occasions, they, their husbands and kids would be there, but she was lonely in that part. But um, his godson came to church and asked for prayers, and that same day, God answered. She got married, and then at the age, at that age, they tried to discourage her, but she stood firm, just like how Abraham stood firm and was close to God. She stood firm that despite her age, she knew that God was going to intercede. And that was the importance. You actually stress on intercession that, that when you, we have issues, we, come to the, we have to come to our leaders to intercede for us and to connect us with our tithes. So that the importance of the paying tithes because you use that also to intercede for us. So that Lydina came, she was patient despite all the discouragement they gave her that um, she's old and she can't have a baby. She had a baby and they brought her for Christian. And so, um, yeah, that was all I gathered to add. So, Thank you very much. Shall we all appreciate Sister Adeline? All right. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Sister Adeline, Reverend Afia, and, uh, and uh, Evangelist Sarah for your, for your uh, reflections. All right. Today, we are going to take it to another level. We are still looking at the power of intercession. 
how Abraham interceded. Let's look at Romans. The wisdom. You didn't, you didn't say they got enough wisdom. The, the prayer. But it, oh, thank you. The declaration. Thank you very much. <laughs> ah, the young shall grow and the and the and the and the old shall become young again. <laughs> Welcome to the garden of wisdom for the gathering of wisdom, Bible studies. The garden of wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the garden of wisdom. I am here in the garden of wisdom. To gather wisdom. To gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. instruction. Direction. And guidance, and guidance according to the plan and purpose, according to the plan and purpose that the Lord has predestined for my life. That the Lord has predestined for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for reminding me about that. Okay. All right. Uh, we will continue where we stopped last week by looking at Romans chapter 1, verse 22. Romans chapter 1, from verse 22. I read, Why claiming to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for status that looked like mortal humans, birds, animals, and snakes. For this reason, God allowed their lust to control them. As a result, they dishonored their bodies excuse me, by sexual perversion with each other. These people have exchanged God's truth for a lie. So they have become ungodly and serve what is created rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For Amen. this reason, God allowed their shameful passion to control them. Their women have exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Likewise, their men have given up natural sexual relations with women and men with lust for each other. Men commit indecent acts with men, so they experience among themselves the punishments they deserve for their perversion. So now, in this chapter, uh, this passage of scripture is telling us about, uh, is warning us about how sometimes we exchange truth for lie. So anytime we go into conversation with people, what kind of people do we have conversation with? What is the kind of conversation that we have? 
what do we gain from the conversation that we have with some people? We have to be very careful so that uh, we would not we would not exchange the truth for lies. And we will not start practicing things that pleases the world, that the world would use to celebrate you <laughs> with what the Lord will use to discipline you. There's a lot of false celebration out there. And when we don't know the roots of where somebody started from, we are only seeing the glittering, the shining gold, the shining silver. And we are following the shining gold and shining silver without finding out where did this silver come from? Where did this gold-like beauty come from? You know, uh, like I said uh, before, and I'll keep saying it, there are some beautiful ladies out there who are engaging in prostitution, escort prostitution. They have money, they have wealth and everything, and yet they are in the choir. They are in the church. They are involved. They support everything in the church, yet nobody knows their secret life. I thank God that with my position as a counselor, a lot of people open up and uh, hearing their challenges, hearing how they live and whatnot is very, very scary, scary, scary. So when we are praying, we don't know what we are praying for. As Romans chapter eight says, Let's, let, let's look at Romans chapter 8, so we will understand some of the things that is connected to forgiveness, intercessory prayer that is connected to forgiveness. Romans chapter 8. We can read all because of time, but we will take it from verse 20. Romans chapter 8 from verse 20. Next time when we have the time, we'll read everything. Okay, from verse 18. I consider our present sufferings insignificant compared to the glory that will soon be revealed to us. All creation is eagerly waiting for God to reveal who his children are. Creation was subjected to frustration, but not by its own choice. The one who subjected it to frustration did so in the hope that it would also be set free from slavery to decay in order to share the glorious freedom 
that the children of God will have. Verse 22. We know that all creation has been groaning with the pains of childbirth up to the present time. However, not only creation groans, we who have the spirit as the first of God's gifts also groan inwardly. We groan as we eagerly wait for our adoption, the freeing of our bodies from sin. We were saved with this hope in mind. If we hope for something we already see, it's not really hope. Who hopes for what can be seen? But if we hope for what we don't see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Hmm. At the same time, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses because we don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray for what we need. But the Spirit intercedes along with our groans that cannot be expressed in words. The one who searches our hearts knows what the spirit has in mind. The spirit intercedes for God's people the way God wants him to. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those whom he has called according to his plan. This is true because he already knew his people and had already appointed them to have the same form as the image of his son. Therefore, his son is the firstborn among many children. He also called those, who, those whom he had already appointed he approved of those whom he had called and he gave glory to those whom he had approved of. Amen. Amen. And now this passage answers a lot of questions, but I can't take it one, one, one point after the other for now. But I want to concentrate on uh, verse, verse 26. It says, at the same time, the spirit also helps us in our weakness because we don't know how to pray for what we need. But the spirit intercedes along with our groans that cannot be expressed in words. Now, my first question that will lead us to today's discussion is, how long did Abraham pray? How long did he pray? Last week, I made mention of some things, but uh, some of you did not catch it. 
So I didn't hear it in all the three uh, uh, reflection. I mentioned the fact that when Abraham was interceding for Lot, Abraham himself did not know how far the intercession will go. He didn't know how many generations he was covering in that intercessory prayer. He didn't know how many generations would be affected by the intercessory prayer that he was making. Hmm. Oh God, have mercy. Now, Abraham has always been very prayerful person who had conversations with the Lord, who prayed because conversation with the Lord is called prayer. Prayer is to have conversation with the Lord. Sometimes you get tired in our prayers. And uh, many times, Abraham came into challenges that almost swallowed him, especially when Sarah, his wife, didn't have children. It was very, very challenging for him. Lot, his nephew, had children. But he, Abraham, who was providing covering, under whose covering Lot was residing, did not have children. And these days, you will see that there are many powerful people men of God, women of God, who don't have what the congregation members have. You are praying for people, they are getting results. And you who is standing in the gap to pray, it's as though God is not answering you. And sometimes it's like some congregation members want you to bow down and worship them so that they can provide your need for you so they can give you what you need. It's like you have to be begging. You know, one day uh, on one of my uh, minister's intercessory line, this man was saying how, because he had a need, some congregation members made him stoop down and cried and begged them to provide for his needs. And he says, every now and then, when the church has a need, he will practically have to be crying and begging people to, to perform their duties. Performing, you know, he said sometimes in the middle of the night, he has to go to members' house to go and beg them to pay their fine, to give their offering. And then one day he said, God, anytime these people have a need, and I pray, you answer. Why is it that when I have a need, I have to go to their homes to go and cry and beg them? Why is it that when I need them to do something to say, I have to go and beg them? He said, God, I don't understand. 
I am no longer their master. I am now their slave. Why is this happening so? And the Lord will comfort him. And the Lord said, the time will come when the table will turn around. The time will come when the table will turn around. Wow. A time will come when the table will turn around. He said, God, please, I beg you, don't kill them. Because if you kill them, I will not have anybody in the congregation. <laughs> God, don't kill them, please, God. It's okay if I have to serve them. It's okay, but God, just, just uh, 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 lessen, soften my, soften my suffering. Lessen my suffering. And the Lord said, I will not kill them because you have, you have, you have asked that I should not kill them. But still, my judgment will go forth. My judgment will go forth. Hmm. Please, God, forgive us our trespasses. You see, because of Abraham's intercession, one day God will appear to Abraham and said, the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah has risen up to me. Hey. So you see, there are things that we do, and I always say this. If you are in a position to help people, if you are in a position to do something for people, don't cause them to cry and cry and cry before you help them. If you are in a position to help people, if you have the, the, the opportunity to make decision that will help people, please be gentle how you handle other people. Now, at another time, God will say to Moses also, this is still part of the intercession of Abraham. God will say to Moses, the cry of the children of Israel has risen up to me. Hey, does God hear our cry? Surely he does. That is why we have to be careful how we treat one another. We have to be careful how we handle our assignments our position, whatever is tied to our connection. You see, you don't have to belong to the same country to belong to one another. Remember, we were all created in one person, Adam. So we are connected. Whether your father ended up in Jerusalem or Australia or Brazil does not matter. We are connected. Our destinies are like web, okay? Are like web, knitted together. So don't boss and say, as for me, I am from Barbados. I don't have anything to do with Africa. As for me, I am from uh, Australia. I don't have anything to do with Ukraine. Hello, just be careful right there. Because this is how destinies are connected. 
marriages, businesses. Now everything is a type of network. So whatever we are doing, we should remember that intercessory prayer is like a connecting web to places you don't know, people we don't ever know, generations unknown, who will travel to different countries, different nations. Oh my goodness. So in Abraham's intercession, Abraham did not realize that. Lord to do something that God would not please God. So it happened. And now I am going to take this intercessory prayer to what we call permissive will. Every now and then we want to do something, we take decisions. We either accept a decision or we throw it away because those who help us to judge our decision also have their own mind and their own understanding. So somebody will say to you, oh, this is not of God. Oh no, I don't think it is like that because everybody has understanding interpretation and everybody has a way they look at the word of God. And some people have not stayed too long in, in, in Bible studies and Sunday school. And so they don't even know how to interpret the Bible. It doesn't matter what they see or hear. They don't know how to interpret the Bible. You know, you will say that we are treating forgiveness and we got to a point and we have to stop where we were with Joseph. After we have discussed the, the, the baker and, the, and the, the baker and the butler, we have to put a, 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 a comma there and then go back to Abraham before we will now go back to where we left Joseph under a certain punctuation mark. Now, looking at the path and the journey to forgiveness, we will see that Abraham was interceding when God said, I am going down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, oh Lord, no, don't do that. If you find 50 righteous people, now from 50, it got down to 10. But there were no 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's only Lot and his family. But guess what? Just like Eli and his children, Lot's wife was in disagreement with going to the place God has told them. And he turned into a pillar of salt. That troubled Lot. And his children, they felt frustrated. Lot's wife has turned into pillar of salt. His daughters were disappointed. And we all get to a place where we think that God has failed us. We all do get to a place where we think that God has disappointed us. We all do get to a place where we think that God has not been lenient 
to rise. And that is where intercession speaks. So because Lot's wife turned into pillar of salt, Lot was no longer interested in the will of God. Hello? Mark that point. Mark that point. Mark that point. Because we will also get to a place where we have to say that we felt disappointed and we, no, we are no longer interested in the will of God. Lot was no longer interested in the will of God because here he is. His wife was gone. If you know what marriage is, it's going, it's, it's, it's going to be a lonely journey for him and his daughters. His daughters have no longer mother. Oh my goodness. And so when God told him by the mouth of the angels to go to a certain place, Lord says, oh no, I've lost my wife. My children have no mother anymore. And now, Lord, you want me to go to that place? No, I'm not going there. Please let me go to where I will choose. Oh my goodness. Are we all there? Do we feel disappointed that suddenly the Lord has taken away what you treasure most in your life? Mm. Are you there? Hey, I'm not getting response. Okay. Yes, we're here, Dr. Paul. We are mute. I'm here. Do you understand yeah. what I just said? Yes, Dr. Paul. Yes, Dr. Paul. That a time comes to get to a place where we feel that God is not answering our prayers. And so we choose our own desire and we call it permissive will. And permissive will is still not God's will. A lot decided, no God, I don't wanna go to where you're asking me to go. I've lost my wife. My children have lost their mother. So I can't go where you're telling me to go. And the Lord said, okay, go wherever you want to go. And today we call it permissive will. So they went and finally his children raped him. Mm. One gave birth to the Ammonites, Ammon that became the nation of the Ammonites. The other gave that to Moab that became the nation of the Moabites. But because it's permissive will, today those two nations are no longer in existence. So we have to be careful of choosing what we think glitters. Lord chose the glittering part of the land. Sometimes people move from place to place because they are looking for glitters. They are looking for already made instead of staying where God has planted them. The young shall grow. The young shall grow. Everything in this life has a beginning. If you don't work around the beginning, the small places, 
the little that God has given to you, one day you will lose it all. So here is Lot. Everything he ever acquired in Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. And when God now pointed a place to him to go for resuscitation, for restoration, he chose his own. And finally, his children could not get husbands to marry. You know, sometimes when we pastors gather and we are relating our challenges and difficulties, we talk about those who left us at our prime stage, at our early stage when we're in the valley and go. And then many years later, they come back broken, frustrated. All that they thought they have gotten is gone. All that they thought they, 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 they got from a shining, a shining window is all gone. Then they come back broken without anything and then they will be expecting help when they run away, when they should give help, when they thought, oh, I have made it. I don't belong here. This place is too small. This, this pastor is not making it. But what they don't realize is that once upon a time, when Abraham was not making it, Lot was making it. Lot had children. Abraham had no children. But one day, listen very carefully. I was explaining this last week that I'm going deeper into it. One day, Moab will become witchcraft worshiper. The Moabites were indulging in witchcraft activities. And the Ammonites were also indulging in human sacrifices. They started indulging in all kinds of diabolical activities. When the children of Israel were passing, were returning from the house of bondage, listen very well, they were returning from the house of suffering, house of bondage in Egypt. They have been in suffering for 400 years, 400 years of suffering. Suffering, never despise anybody when they are in their valleys. And they got to the land of the Moabites and the Ammonites. These two nations decided to punish Israel again. Oh my goodness, double punishment. May the Lord deliver us from the affliction of our seasons in the valley. They even went and hired a witch doctor to curse. Israel, and the Lord laid a judgment upon them. These are the people that Abraham had interceded for. And now the intercession of Abraham will cry out to God and say, God, remember that Lot is my nephew. God, remember my cry for Lot. Remember my cry over the life of Lot and his family. But the Lord led a judgment and said, listen, the Moabites and the Ammonites will not enter into the presence of my children. 
They will not enter the temple of the Lord. But listen, Abraham intercession is a seed. That is why we tell people, don't joke with your sacrifices. Don't joke with your first fruits. Don't joke with your fighting. Don't joke. Don't joke with your fighting. When anything touches your hand, give God his portion. Don't hide away when you get some money. You hide it away from God. God sees you. And then you eat it all. One day, suffering will come. And then you tell God, but I was, ah, and God, and Jesus said, I will say to you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Sacrifices will speak. Thigh will speak. First fruits will speak. How we give to the Lord, how we serve the Lord, how consistent we are. All will rise up and start reminding God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Remember, I gave my time, I gave my thighs, I gave whatever I have. Sometimes I skipped work for you. Sometimes I skipped school for you. Sometimes I skipped other activities to come and serve you in Overcomer's house. God, please show me your grace and your mercy. Remember your word. Remember your word. Remember your word. Ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. Hey, God have mercy. Now, it will happen that there was famine in the land of Israel. Elimelech, will travel out of Israel and go to another land. And his sons will marry children of the Moabites. You see now how destiny is connected, how intercessory prayer can be very powerful. Elimelech children from the tribe of Judah will marry, will marry, hey, from the midst of the Moabites, the people that God himself catch. So they got married, hey, and now the sons of Elimelech will all die. And the two wives will be left. But listen very carefully. How your dedication, how your commitment, how your faithfulness, you know, in Sunday school, we are talking, we are, we are studying integrity. And we say integrity, the integrity of God is his faithfulness. So, and faithfulness means dedication, commitment, and loyalty, dedication, commitment, and loyalty. The meaning of faithfulness. It's not because the church is big or because the business is big. When you are looking for job, you look for job where you'll be paid. You don't look for job where the people are many. 
where there is a big crowd. When you are going to school, you go to school where your need will be met. You don't go to school where there is a big crowd. But when it comes to church, people are looking for church where there is a big crowd. They forget that Abraham had only one son. That was the son of the promise. Sarah was barren. <laughs> Rachel was barren. Are you getting me? And now, Ruth was also barren. Did not make any child with a real husband. But Ruth was strategic. What do we need in the realms of intercession? In the realms of intercession, we need to be dedicated. We need to be committed. We need to be God-fearing. We need to be honest. We need to be sincere. I say it again. In the realms of intercession, we need to be dedicated, committed, God-fearing, honest, sincere. These are what pave way. If you are not sincere in your fighting, intercession will not go through. If you are not sincere in your commitment, intercession will not go through. If you are not sincere, if you are not honest in what you do, where God has planted you, your intercession will not go through. Abraham was consistent. Trials will come, challenges will come. Sarah was barren. In the next generation, Rachel was barren. Ah, in all this, they were sincere. Joseph will go through it. He was sincere. So if we are not sincere, how far will our prayers go? How many years did it take Abraham to pray? Abraham was praying and making sacrifices to God to the extent that when he even gave birth to Isaac, the promised one, God said, give him to me. One more time. He has to show that he was dedicated, honest, sincere, faithful, loyal, God-fearing. And he went to Mount Moriah to go and sacrifice his son. The child asked, father, my father, the fire and the wood, but where is the ram? Mm, God, the journey of forgiveness, the death of intercessory prayer is deeper than we expect. So the sons of Elimelech died. Naomi said, call me Mara. For I went out full and came back empty. Call me bitterness. Call me bitterness. But Ruth, the Moabites, coming from the house that was cursed, coming from the family that was cursed, coming from the family that has lost connection with God, decided, 
I will do everything that is needed for me to be accepted. Have you been rejected? Have you been forsaken? In marriage, in childbearing, on your job, in your financial situation, where did the rejection come from? How did you get rejected? Whose fault was it? Why are you lonely? Why is it like nothing is going to happen in your life? My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Don't stop intercessory prayer. Don't stop. Don't disconnect yourself from where God has planted you. Don't lose that contact where God has purpose for you to be restored one day. Ruth decided to be dedicated to Naomi, to serve the God of Naomi. And Ruth said, where you lay, that is where I will lay. Your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. That is dedication. And Naomi said, I don't have any more child in my womb. Even if I give birth today, will you be able to wait for the child to grow up, to marry that child? Ruth said, don't worry. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. How many of us will stay with a barren woman? How many of us will stay with a barren woman? Thank you, dear. How many of us are ready to stay committed, dedicated, to show the fear of God, to be sincere, to be honest, to be faithful, to be loyal? Ruth decided to pay the price. No children to play with. No husband to become your blanket and your comforter. And you still said you will stay. Ruth paid the price. Ruth paid the price. Because Abraham made intercession Many years ago, many years ago, many years ago, when we call intercessory prayer, don't run away. When we say pray, don't keep your mouth shut. Pray. You don't know how many people you are praying for. Do you know the 1,000 people connected to you in life and in death? Abraham was dead and gone. But Ruth will hold on to the prayer of Abraham to the relationship between Abraham and Lot. What are you holding on to? Our destinies are connected. You are not in overcomers house to please me. You are in overcomers house because our destinies are connected. Do you know where your four, four, four great, 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 great parents came from? Do you know whether you are my uncle's son or daughter? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Listen, on the day of my engagement, some of my brothers had not met my husband to be as of there. And then Pastor Ken is our forborn. Pastor Ken saw my husband. He said, who is this one that looks like our dad? And I laughed. Then somebody else took him and said, who is this guy that looked like our dad? The features of my husband 
is just like my dad. Slim, but I think my husband is, uh, my, my, my father is a little bit taller than my husband. But they are all slim. They eat late in the night. Yeah, they don't grow fat. <laughs> <laughs> and as I just I look at, I said, when I was young, I always pray. I love my father so much. I said, God, give me a man like my father to marry. But I made a mistake by marrying my own father. <laughs> now, the things I don't like about my father, I say to my husband, I say, wow, this is what I asked for. <laughs> Thank God I love my father. So I love my husband anyhow. You know, so we are talking about our connections, unknown connections. So don't serve God because Dr. Polly doesn't come from where you come from. Hello. During the slave trade, do you know how many people were taken from my grandfather's house? <laughs> But we are connected from Adam, from Adam and Eve. We are connected. Sin separated us. Sin separated us. So today I will stop here where we are going to talk about how Ruth persevered and the Lord blessed Ruth. Before we ask any question, I want everybody to pray for yourself that you be faithful because God is faithful. You be honest, you be sincere, you be dedicated, you be committed. The fear of God will guide you so that you don't walk out of your destiny. Mm -hmm. So you don't break the covenant of your destiny. <sighs> Everybody pray for yourself. Oh, Father. Thank you for your word tonight, oh God. I ask for Lord, Father. Please. Only one person is praying. I pray for one light. What we are hearing, Lord God, in this Bible study tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, for using it. Thank you for using it, Lord. Oh, because God, you see our need. Most of us, many of us, keep away from our destiny. But Lord, we are to know that we need to connect the thought. Help us not to walk away from our destiny, from our destiny, but that we grateful to your will and to your Oh, 
So we will not walk that away, Lord, understand. but we will remain connected, oh, Father. Dedicated and committed in your house, oh God. Yes, Lord God. I pray for God. Amen. Amen. All right. Any question, please? Any question? Okay, um, the Dr. Pauline, I have a question. I don't know if it's it's uh it's not maybe not connected to this, but I just want to know um when a person can some can a person be exonerated from like a you know like a job or like can can someone be exonerated from a job? I Uh, when you use the term exoneration, what exactly are you talking about? No, no, I know, I, I know, um, like, you know, exonerated is to declare, you know, like free or something like that. But I'm asking, um, like when a person is exonerated from a job, is, is that they are, um, disqualified from a job or is that they are, um, is is like um challenges in the job is is removed. I I'm, I don't I'm just ask my question. We're exonerated though. I know exonerated mean to you know free you know you know like you know you um remove charges or you know guilt or stuff from a person. But um I'm just asking if it, if. Yeah, but the word don't 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 really go together. Yeah, the, yes, it does. Yeah, it that does. is what I'm asking. What do you mean by exoneration? Because uh, unless you use another word, is it a letter that was written and the person was told that they are exonerated from the job? No, a person was uh, told that they would be exonerated from the job. But I just I just maybe don't you have... see sometimes. Some supervisors don't even understand a word that they are using. From the position, maybe. Uh, or maybe the person. From the position. The particular position that the person has. They're not completely out, but that position, they're exonerated. Is that what you're saying, Evangelist Sarah? Um, I, no, I, the person said they were exonerated rated from the job i i don't know what it means but i went to look at you know like exoneration from a job but i'm not sure if it means like um you actually remove from the job like you know you terminated from the job or i don't know if it means that you know like influence around the job you will be free from i don't know that's why i'm asking the question uh, maybe, maybe you need to speak to that person again to find out something more because yeah. he, I don't think you'll hear all the story. No. Yeah. I think you should find out more. If there is a letter, then look at the letter and see what is written in the letter. Because exoneration means they have lied against you. And you were They clear. have uh, accused you for something that you possibly did not do. And so the word exoneration means Weird. you are being free from the accusation. Yep. 
So, so, so uh, they said must... release someone from a duty. So the second <laughs> is release someone from a duty or obligation. But whatever it is, exoneration means that the lie was not, uh, the, the, the accusation or the lies were not founded. Something happened. Okay. What happened? So I don't, I don't know. I think you know. Let's suspend it now because uh, it doesn't. The the sentence is not quite correct. So uh, just find out more and you bring it next time and we look at it. Okay, Doctor Foley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's not spend time uh, because the, the the we don't know the whole story, and we don't want to say anything that uh, would cause another problem. All yeah. right. Okay, let's, let, okay. let's guard against uh, uh, our our integrity. Okay, okay? Dr. Polly. Right. Dr. Polly. Okay, yeah. Our integrity is at stake when we say certain things sometimes. All oh. right. Any other question, please? No more question. Okay, then let's have uh, reflection. Um, what I get from the uh, tonight is um, you looked at Roman uh, from verse one, I believe it's the 20, I don't know if it's 27 or 28. Uh, and you talk about, you said this passage warns us about how we exchange truth or lies. Um, what do we get when we converse with some people or people who uh you know for example you know like people who are not of god or people who you know don't give us the right uh or the correct answer to question that we ask or they don't point us in the right direction there are false celebration out there but we don't know the roots so we must know the roots before we start following something or someone because not all that glitter is gold when we are praying, we don't know what we are praying for. Uh, intercessory prayer is connected to forgiveness. And you looked at Romans 18, New Romans 8 from 18 to about verse 29, where, and one part of that scripture say, we know not how to pray as we ought, so the Spirit make intercession for us. So he said, this passage uh, answer a lot of questions. You focus on verse 26 and you said, how long did Abram pray? You know, we don't know how long Abram prayed, but um, when Abram intercede for Lot, he did not know how far the intercession would go. He did not know how many generations would be affected by his prayer. Sometimes we don't know how far our prayers go or how many generations we are praying for. Lot had uh, children, but Abram, who was Lot, who was who Lot was residing under his covering, did not get answer to his prayer. Because of Abram intercession, God would go to Abram and said, "The outcry have come up before him." That's when he wanted to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. When we are in a position to help someone. We should be careful of how we help someone. 
we must be careful of how we treat one another. We are connected. Our destinies are like words knitted together. Uh, everything is a type of network. Intercessory prayer are like networking, connecting us to different people in different parts of the world. Then you went on to talk about permissive will. Um, you said people are reading the Bible, but not you know, understanding what they're reading in the Bible. And we are not connecting what we're reading the Bible. Abram was in uh, intercession when God said he was, you know, I repeated myself, going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt and his daughter was frustrated. Uh, Lot himself was just frustrated because his, his wife uh, became a pillar of salt. He couldn't see where his wife go wrong or maybe he didn't want to see where his wife go wrong because we learned that the wife was very stubborn, you know, and that was one of the reasons why she became a pillar of salt. You know, and oftentimes, you know, we, 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 we don't look at the bigger picture. We just see what we want to see. So we all get to a place where we feel disappointed and no longer interested in the will of God. Because sometimes we are praying and we are crying out to God and we are not, you know, seeing the answer or the, you know, the, the answer to our prayers is not being manifested. You talk about that uh, pastor who had to go to uh, the church member home, you know, like whatever he need, even their tithes and their offering. He had to go to their homes and cry for them to even pay their tithes and offering, you know? And he said, he kept asking God, why? Why he has to go to them, you know? He is their servant instead of, you know, you know, you know, he's serving them. And he said, God said, um, I forget what he said, if he said in due time or something like that, I'm not sure. I don't remember if that's what he said. But you know, the we know table will turn around. Oh, it will turn around. Thank you, Dr. Bolly. It will turn around. And you know, sometimes we find ourselves in the same uh, predicament or the same position where we're crying to God, and because we're not getting what we want to get in the time when we want to get it, then you know, it's like we don't care about you know what happened, or we just do what we want to do, not what God wants us to do. You know. So when God told Lot to go to a place, he did not go to where God was sending him. And you said, this is uh, a perfect example of permissive will. He went to where he wanted to go, not knowing that there was no husband there for his wife, his, his, his children. And um, because there was no husband for them you know, to marry, they went into their father. Both the daughters went into their father. One conceived and gave birth to Ammon and another one conceived and gave birth to Moab. And the Ammonites and the Moabites, they were very wicked. They, uh, they worship other gods and uh, they even sacrifice children, you know, to their gods. And, um, you know, they, they were, you know, they were, you know, they were banned from going into the presence of God. They could not come into the presence of God because of you know, the diabolical activities and the wickedness that they were involved in. But um, the Ammonites would, uh, no. You said our, our sacrifices, our tithes, our first fruits and offering will speak for us. You know, when we, when we go into intercession, you know, we, we, if we are faithful, if we are loyal, if we are honest in our giving, in our tithes, in our offering, and in our first fruits, when we go into, into intercession, we could stand on our tithes or offering and our giving. 
you know, you know, even as we pray, or even when someone else, if we have a need and someone else is praying for us, you know, they could stand on our tithes or offering or, you know, or giving. You said how we give to the Lord, how consistent we are, you know, with, you know, when we serve, will speak for us. The integrity of God is faithfulness. Abraham had one son, and that son was a promise. And in the realms of intercession, we need to be dedicated, honest, and sincere in order for our prayers to go through. If we are not sincere, how far will our prayers go? God tried Abraham another time when he told him to give up his son, Isaac. You know, even when he, 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 he wanted to sacrifice Isaac, Isaac wasn't sure of what was going on, but he said, you know, he asked his dad, he said, you know, he saw the, 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 uh, you know, like the, you know, where he put the woods for the fire, you know, for the sacrifice, but he didn't see any lamb or anything to be sacrificed. So he was asking his father what was going to be sacrificed, not knowing that he was the one that his father was going to sacrifice, you know? So then you ask the question, have we been rejected in our marriage, in childbearing, on our job? And you said, why are we rejected? Do not stop with our intercession. You know, do not stop, you know, when we are interceding. We should continue with honesty and sincerity. And God will one day answer our prayer. It might not be when we want him to answer in, in our prayer, but we know over and over again that God's timing is not according to our timing. His ways is not according to our ways. So he said, Ruth pray, pay the price because Abraham made intercession many years you know, ago on her behalf. You know, we are we, we in Overcomer's house. You know, we are all connected to Abraham, to no, sorry, we, we are all connected to Adam and Eve. And um, sin had caused us, uh, you know, to lose that connection. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to reconnect us when he shed his blood on the cross at Calvary. That sacrificial blood, it redeemed us. And it, you know, it connects us together again. So when we are praying, not because, you know, we are not from the same mother or the same father. It doesn't mean that we are not connected, not because we are uh, not from the same uh, place of birth. It doesn't mean that we are not connected. You even shared, ex you know, and gave us an example of your dad and your husband. You said you always pray for God to give you a husband that looked like your father. And, you know, when you got engaged, your brother and another person noticed that, you know, your husband to be looked just like your father, you know, was, you know, they look alike. And, you know, we never know, you know, because we don't know where we came from. You know, we see where we are today, but where did we came from? Where did our sister came from? You know, how are we connected? So that's something that we have to look at, you know. And um, you know, one thing I learned is that, you know, whatever we are going through, however we are going through, we should never, ever give up. But even though the situation seems great, we should continue holding on to God. We should continue to trust in him and believe in him. When we trust and believe in God, it may seem long, but it will not be forever. God will answer our prayer. And I'll stop there, Dr. Polly.
Amen. Shall we all appreciate Evangelist Sarah? Amen. 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 Any more before we share the grace? All right, no more. Okay, Reverend Althea, give us um, the announcement. Um, on Thursday this week, it will be the last day of the SOD extension class at 7 p.m. And on Friday, we will have family prayer. This Friday, we're um, asking um, you to join us um, to stand with Sister Andrea as we have the memorial service for her mom at 4 p.m. So we'll see you at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Next, on the, the 14th of, the 13th of March is our harvest for New York. And the 19th of March is harvest for Maryland. So let's begin to pray over our harvest. Amen. 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 So let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ the, the love, love of God, God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you and see you all on Thursday at seven o'clock. Amen. 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 Sweet dreams. Sweet